0: Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Join us as we venture into Darren Aronofsky's art house horror masterpiece, Black Swan, only to compare and contrast it with the same director's sister film, The Wrestler. It's film art's take on high art versus low art, according to the season art critics of You Hate Movies. Along the way, you'll get spoilers for both Black Swan and The Wrestler, as well as Tangled for some reason. There's a famous story of Andy Kaufman watching uh, wrestling and becoming inspired because he thought that it was like ballet and he then conceived of a premise where he would become a villain uh, a wrestling villain but realized that there was his stature and his physique was inappropriate to go against real wrestlers so he wrestled women. He thought that would be the best way to become a villainous wrestler, and the world hated him because they thought it was a sincere thing. But to Andy Kaufman, uh, <laughs> wrestling was like uh, theater. It was this amazing opportunity to exploit like uh, performance art. Uh, and it seems like uh, director—that's <laughs> how he lived his life, isn't it? Andy <laughs> yeah, it <Kaufman. laughs> yeah. was a long piece of performance
1: art. Just a long con.
0: <laughs> really column? was. And it seems like Darren Aronofsky uh, had a a similar notion in his mind um, when he directed uh, two films back-to-back, one being Black Swan and the other The Wrestler, which he described as companion piece movies or sister movies. One uh, about high art, one about low art, both about what what it takes to sacrifice completely for the sake of one's art, at the complete expense of oneself. So, tonight, we sat down and we watched Black Swan, and then we watched The Wrestler to experience both movies back-to-back, uh, back, uh, comparatively, and then have a conversation about what the movies were, if we were picking up what the movies were putting down and what we thought about them. So, Patrick's here. I'm here. Uh, Matt Hughes is here. Hello, everybody. Uh, of course, Bethany Allen is here. Hi. Tyler.
2: Yep, yo. Yep. A- Abby's here,
0: hello, and uh I'm Josh. I'm here now uh, I guess the easiest way to start this is just everyone going around and saying, "Had you seen these movies before tonight, and did you like them patrick
3: uh I had seen both these movies before the night, and I liked them both a lot and you know what? I was a fan of wrestling as a young as a young one What about ballet I could see that I, could, I didn't really I didn't could like put that together I didn't get into ballet, but I'm not opposed to it. I might like it now, I guess. <laughs> but uh yeah i really liked sting you know oh wwe sure. yeah. right. It was wwf back in the day no it was wcw it yeah, was Sting oh, was shoot W-C-W.
1: W-C-W. wcw all right
3: anyway that's me thanks guys <laughs> <laughs>
1: Matt? i'd seen uh black swan a couple of times and I think it's um, an amazing piece of filmmaking um and i had not seen the wrestler uh really really enjoyed it thought it was a great movie and also was big old fan had some wwf trading cards had a hulk hogan action figure yep loved uh mm.
2: even in england
1: yeah macho man randy savage the what macho?
2: macho what about the british bulldog i love
1: the british bulldog right. man not,
2: no it's macho man yeah
1: that's what i said macho man <laughs> <laughs>
2: macho macho
1: say it again <laughs> macho Macho man, no, you're, saying ma you're saying ma macho, uh, macho, uh, macho. Uh,
2: it's not got an O in it.
4: Ma, uh, macho. The
2: A makes an O sound. No, macho. That, that's
4: not it's how not vowels an o work. ah.
2: It's, uh, uh, uh. uh.
1: it's not a long vowel. It's macho man. <laughs> What's the about? vowel at the end makes the vowel in the middle long. That is not how okay. that's not how words work. <laughs> Macho man. The Randy Savage. <laughs> it's just, it's not
2: Stop it. It's not it. Bethany. It's almost like you're saying nacho
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> because it rhymes with nacho no. but has a muh at the beginning instead of a na ma, Macho man.
4: A ma.
0: Bethany, please save us from this mispronunciation.
4: Yeah. Um I I've never seen either movie. This is my first viewing, and I really—you weren't l- ready. What? You weren't ready. Don't don't talk to you me. You couldn't like handle
2: that. it. You had a what hard time. What are you talking about? Yeah, there was a lot of eye coverage.
4: That doesn't mean I'm not ready. It just okay. means I'm engaged in the movie. Oh, okay. Um, I really, really liked both of them a lot. Wow. And I didn't actually when I remember when Black Swan came out, and. You know, I danced growing up, so I would care about that, but it just looked like a terrible version of dance, which was like, I don't know. I, it, for some reason, I, I, you'd heard, I just heard a bunch of stuff about it, so I didn't know what to think about it, even coming into it tonight. But I just thought it was a fantastic, just like you said, just so many pieces of fantastic movie making. It was really fun.
2: I love that just with the three people that we've gone through so far, the two guys grew up with wrestling and you grew up with dancing hey yeah. you know what gender stereotypes are real yeah, they are very real <laughs> yeah.
0: tyler mm-hmm. tell us about your days dancing <laughs> yeah
2: tell us tell us how you are the american billy Elliot. <laughs> uh i i had not seen the wrestler before tonight uh but i have seen black swan i think they're both great movies really well made well told heartbreaking movies they're good
3: and but what did you I, you up with?
2: I did not. Oh, wait, what? Did you grow up with
3: wrestling? or No, wrestling?
2: I, I actually never liked wrestling. I always thought it was dumb. Mm. Get out of here. Ouch. Trying to but I, I cool. also never liked ballet. So. Well,
4: how do you know? Like not you're
2: with right, that I've attitude. Never, right. I've never Did you think ballet. it was
5: dumb, though? At least ballet wasn't dumb.
2: No, I don't think ballet is dumb. I, I do like those Sia music videos with that that ballet dancer mm-hmm. a lot, what is it a chandelier is she a she's carc- sort of she's on that
4: Dance Moms so she's like she's sort of. <laughs> the
2: reality show Dance Moms she's, she's like, like a
4: she's very talented dancer she does but that, that like Martha Graham she's stuff she's more than like ballet I well I think she, she is, is she but it's is modern, classically modern dance, it's modern. Modern dance. Yeah, it it's modern it is modern but I don't yeah. I ballet. like those. Those are cool. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf is in that
1: Bray. cage with her. That oh, was cool. he look Shia. Yeah, that's that. Shia the Buff mm. is in that don't, cage. Don't
0: get Matt talking about that thing. He, he really loves so that music hot video. So I
2: have so I have an appreciation for dance, spe- especially ballet. I can appreciate how uh, difficult, how it wrecks your posture and, and, and your feet. Yeah, and yeah. how committed those those well, dancers have to be. Yeah.
1: We saw Save the Last Dance. Julia Styles messed her feet up in that.
2: Body. Although, I can't disqualify wrestlers they're, they're pretty good at it, to I,
4: So much respect for their physical crap that they're doing. Yeah. I just, I, I'd like, that's why I couldn't look at some of it because it was too overwhelming. Right. And that must be terrible for your body.
2: Well, yeah, he's on like nine different well, kinds of. That's, I think that's killers. the point of both of these films is that both wrestling and ballet are terrible for your body. Art.
4: You gotta. Okay. S- that's part of the sacrifice suffer of that form for of your of your art. You have sure. to yeah. lay down your physical health.
0: Right, Abby. What about you?
5: I had seen both before tonight, and I grew up with ballet, doing ballet, not just watching it.
3: Oh, pardon
0: us.
1: La di da. And it
5: is. My feet are permanently messed up from point shoes.
1: Yeah, that's the reason. Mm hmm. It is? That yeah, and your feet were bound as as a tiny baby. But I baby. do
5: have permanently good posture from it, so mm. you don't get bad posture. Permanently, yeah.
1: Like forever and ever, good posture. Yeah, like you have to hold yourself. You
2: can never choose poor posture for yourself. Now it puts a weird
1: curve in your L spine.
5: Yeah, I oh, don't think like I could Matt, have Matt's
1: bad posture. That's making assessments now. I'm just making what stuff. What about like wrestling stuff.
5: though? It's oh, I I played the Nintendo 64 WWE or WWF WrestleMania. Games. Yeah. G- t- the,
0: uh, w- every I thought everyone played that like NWO versus something or another. Yeah,
3: WCW versus with NWO
5: no, with the
1: battle Hulk battle, Hogan? battle yeah.
0: royale.
5: It had like you could choose from like Sting.
1: That's
2: WCW so,
5: uh,
1: yeah, I played that game.
2: China. Yeah. Well, yeah, that that puts it a lot later. They should have they should have ballet games, shouldn't they? Hmm. that have
4: a technique there? <laughs> they're yeah. like stabbing each other every now and, and then, options
2: to eat come up and you
1: have to <laughs> click no over and over again <laughs> yeah. or yes and then find a toilet within 30 <laughs> minutes
4: That's That's So ap- awful. apologies
1: <laughs> to our dancer
0: listeners yeah these are these are jokes
1: uh, within the movie not within you know we're not making assumptions about all dancers well
0: probably they touch some level of real life <laughs> That's true. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Um, art uh, imitates life
0: i had seen both movies uh and thus proposed the evening's uh viewing party based on the fact that I think maybe it was Matt had mentioned he had seen the wrestler or Some, somehow the wrestler came up and I said, Oh that's it was great. Me. In fact we should watch them together since they are meant to complement well, no, it's because I because I, I sent
1: the link to that YouTube video that was comparing Whiplash and Black Swan, and ah, you yeah. said, "Yeah, hey, it's a great comparison." You know what else is a great comparison? Black Swan and The Wrestler. And I said, "Never seen it," and thus here we are.
0: It's true, and we've had similar conversations about Whiplash. If you recall the episode that we did yeah. on what exactly, I think the the meaning of of Black Swan or the what we're meant to how we're meant to react as viewers to the wrestler and to black swans, a little less ambiguous than whiplash, which seems to invoke right. multiple interpretations about whether it was good or bad. Um, with, uh, the, both the wrestler and black swan, it's, it's a, a, a hefty dose of both. You are meant to sort of identify and appreciate the passion and the sacrifice of these people. And at the same time, lament the fact that it cost them, uh, everything. Or everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so with that in mind uh let me ask you guys this you watch a movie like uh Black Swan which is way easier to sell as high art even though there's like a very clear horror element of it and there's like a uh, this you know uh erotic thing going on as well so it's not just uh <laughs> Ballet for ballet's sake. But the movie actually plays like what I understand uh, a ballet, how a ballet narrative works with, you know, this operatic conflict and dramatization that happens. And the way that they score it as though the movie itself is a ballet is really effective.
2: That's certainly the storyline for uh, Swan Lake. Yeah. She is embodying both the white and black swan in her everyday life off stage. Yeah. But also at the same time, she's the white swan
1: and Lily is the black swan. So it's like there's. So she. Nina is both, but also there is an external black swan that propels her towards her own awakening of black swanness.
4: Is she actually the black swan, though? Or how much of it was imposed upon her?
1: Oh, Nina. On Lily. Uh, How much did
4: Nina cultivate? Obviously. I don't think that. In that,
0: that in
1: yeah, mind. yeah, that's true. Lily
0: is is just an object of Nina's paranoia, uh, I- and her insecurity. Her, the entire premise that Nina is has been unable to fully realize herself as an artist because of her obsession with perfection. Ironically, keeps her from achieving the thing that she wants most, which is a perfect performance. To lose herself in a performance, so Lily just becomes a, a distraction, a uh, an object of obsession, one of several um until Nina can remove herself and allow this invading presence to take her over
2: well it seemed like the the film <laughs> in an oversimplification is a coming of age story as well for Nina and she's she's trying to discover herself as a as a woman and not this this almost literal child The way that she's being treated by her mother, and the way that her room is decorated, and the way that she behaves in public, and it's almost as if Nina is looking at Lily and seeing what she could become. She's like she's observing her to try and figure out how her own inner black swan can can. can Yeah, that's true.
0: That's a good point because there's the scene where the uh, what what's that gentleman's position called? The The choreographer. The, s- the, director? The, director. The, director. the director the director is uh, observing Lily's the style stylistic approach and saying like look at her it's imprecise it's not perfect but she's free and that's why it's like entertaining to watch because it, it's beautiful that way so then in that sense the way that she dances is also representative of the way that she carries herself as, as a woman who's, who's right. in some ways negatively you know like she parties or whatever and you know she sleeps around but in another sense she's also yeah lily is just it seems to be more mature than nina she like engages people in conversation she's a lot more worldly she makes eye contact she apologizes thinks that and you know nina's just staring at her feet
2: and cowering right so so no, no matter uh which angle you you consider this playing out there's definitely an issue with a second personality coming out of natalie portman's character yes and Bethany, you're saying that that she's just projecting her own identity crisis onto other people. Well, I think Where, out
4: of her paranoia and anxiety, which is she's it's almost schizophrenia, with, and she's also living in some kind of. I think a lot of her perfectionism comes from her mom, who was a dancer who missed her opportunities. So there's like she's got all the the right pressure for her to be you know she's this is john's journey to lose herself like that's uh-huh. the whole narrative to be a true artist you have to lose yourself like that's the in narrative. the art but i think that yeah i think a lot of it is projection i think a lot of it is
2: yeah you know, so my question is then <clears throat> I, I don't want to ruin a, a another film that does this so well how do i how do i describe it without saying the name of that uh so m- my question is when when natalie portman's character uh is experiencing a scene like in that dressing room scene where she's strangling Lily and stabbing her in the s- stomach with a broken piece of mirror is how is that happening? Lily's not in the room. She's seeing another person in she's the room. Is she's stabbing herself.
4: Yeah, she she, she's, she's, her she's seeing yeah.
2: herself. Is she stabbing herself in yeah. the mirror and strangling herself in the mirror? Yeah, and yep. was that was that scene where she was bleeding out at the end? Like, was that real? What what is and is not real? How many times is she or I is think she not interacting with another? When person? When she's
1: bleeding out at the end, absolutely it's real because the dance company and Toma re- respond to it.
5: Yeah, yeah but she's else. had
3: other fantasies throughout the film where people responded to it, and it turned That's out not to true. be real. That's true. Right. But
0: the movie gives us indications that those things are not. Like, we'll see her actually physically transforming into a bird, and then the next cut, she'll be normal mm-hmm. from the audience's perspective or although
1: what's cool is the shat her shadows are birds yeah which yeah. is such a cool piece of, of the cinematography
5: part when she's standing up there you can see a tiny little yeah. piece of red and right. when she falls it's like covering it, her whole body like it's how like that she bleeds that out place? i think yeah i think she, she, she was, was really stabbed she was active. active yeah she
3: hurt herself the white fade out would indicate that there might be something more to it she yeah
1: saved. i think because i think that like she goes out with lily and she thinks she goes home with Lily and she absolutely doesn't so that's totally in but her brain but the movie brain. plays
0: those out like just complete hallucinatory like mm-hmm. m- you know cluster yeah. cuts it's like a they a say it's a dream.
1: dream
2: yeah she's like yeah. oh you went home me <laughs> had a particular the kind thing of I, dream. the <laughs> thing I noticed
1: this way this time when we watched it is there's there's a part where the when she's talking to her mom when she gets in from the night out with Lily you see a shot in the mirror and it's just a shot of Nina, but because it's a split mirror, it's kind of split and then all of a sudden there's like this little glitch and then Lily steps into the shot and you're like, Oh, wait, is that just the darker part of and That happens a few times, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, darker part of Nina's personality And that's her yeah.
4: mom never says anything about the right. friend right. or anything. I, I didn't think Lily was real at all in that scene because because of even how the camera, just like mm-hmm. what you're saying, like how they included her or didn't include her. Yeah. Her, her mom face didn't was acknowledge constantly her. swapping.
1: Right. Yeah. right.
0: What? Her face was constantly swa-
1: swapping. Right,
0: yeah. with Natalie
1: Portman's face. Yeah. Right. yeah,
0: I think that Bethany's right. I think that she becomes a... Uh, Lily, the Lily character is obviously real, but she also becomes a projection, and so the projection takes on several forms. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it looks like Nina, sometimes it looks like Lily. The point is that it represents everything that's inhibiting her in fully realizing the role, or how she feels she should be fully realizing Mm -hmm. the role. So the moment where she stabs the projection, which at first looks like lily and then looks like nina after getting a weird long swan neck is the moment where she (laughs) destroys that thing with some finality and then she walks back because she just blew it she fell down on stage right everything's falling apart and the way that the uh the way that the movie plays the scene immediately after where you see her like actually physically transforming into the black swan and the moment she steps off the stage there's just like this absolute roar of applause like right everyone's absolutely flabbergasted with the quality of her performance because she just killed this thing. And, mm-hmm. Right. That's true. I,
2: the way I interpreted that was, was in life, a lot of times when you're struggling for perfectionism, you don't feel comfortable and calm enough to actually achieve perfection unless you know that you've already failed. Does that make sense? So when she fell, she, she had already in her mind lost it. She, she said, I can't be perfect now she has the opportunity to go out there be imperfect, be the black swan and then she was able to like kind of yeah, that makes kill sense. that side her, of her.
0: Her idea of perfectionism had been taken from her. Right
2: and that's where they blur the line between perfect and imperfect especially with the director's advice to her. It's like Lily is so good. She's so effortless because she's not trying. She just is being natural. She's losing herself and then finding perfection.
3: Yeah and it, it kind of I feel like the movie shows us little pieces of that because it kind of tells us that she has had a past with self harm, scratching and stuff. So, this is like the most escalated way possible of her dealing with the most stressful thing possible is to, you know, kind of kill herself. And that's the only.
0: She's progressively destroying herself. Yeah, so of you kind of see that grow and grow and grow. And then, like
3: yeah. when we were saying, it, when it's so, the worst case possible, she does the most extreme thing
2: possible. Yeah, yeah. So, it seems like falling, that is what. Falling and making the the white swan imperfect is what allowed the black swan to come out.
5: Well, fully. and also she th- and stabbing it. Together. Yeah, she thought she killed Lily, right? Right, but she was yeah. killing
2: herself.
0: Yeah, you know, she was. Uh, I think if my my uh, per, uh, interpretation is that she was hurting herself to the degree, you know, she was fatally wounding herself and having some kind of psychotic break where she thought, "Oh, I've done it. Now i have right." I've destroyed this thing that I'm afraid of, and now I can go out there and really dance. Right, and well, it's it, like it's a guys.
3: like the uh, the two sisters are fighting over the guy; they're fighting over the approval of the director. So she had to kill the c- competition, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. It seems like that moment where she comes back to the room and she realizes that Mila Kunis is not in the shower bleeding out and that it's it's that she stabbed herself in the stomach and she looks in the mirror and she kind of panics and then puts on her makeup wiping her tears away and makes that decision that she's she's not going to go to the hospital and and cancel the show she's just going to dance it out right yeah she's gonna gonna dance this one out (laughs) (laughs) y'all she's just (laughs) just dance it off i'm about to tear this night out (laughs) she's just gonna dance it'll be okay stop (laughs)
4: <laughs> and it, I think it's it's the symbol of like I'll die doing this. Right, I would die and doing so that this yeah, w- th- it's worth this art. That's this what I'm saying. Art is worth it to me.
2: She's losing herself into it. Yeah, her l- in the she's music. She's literally losing her life into the art, and that's what freed her.
5: Which is to parallel become. to the wrestler. Right, Same. it's a little more obvious than the wrestler. <laughs>
2: I love
1: that the, the yeah. um, in Black Swan, it was about her, a daughter whose dad is. Conspicuously absent, and in *The Wrestler*, it was about a dad who has been conspicuously absent. I thought that was a nice parallel. That Yeah, it's interesting watching the the
0: two movies back to back, which is a great segue into *The Wrestler*. That uh, stylistically, they're they're photographed so similarly. Mm-hmm. Um, they they end up visually distinct because the uh, *Black Swan's set in New York and has a very particular kind of architecture to it. Yeah, it's all
2: very black and white tones.
0: uh, They both have, like, a layer of grain over them. They're both dimly lit. They both Mm -hmm. uh, are entirely handheld shots. Rather, you know, they follow uh, both... Both the choreography of the wrestling the wrestling scenes and the choreography of the dancing. There's like a cameraman on stage whirling around yeah, in the midst of the action. Yeah,
2: they're the unsung heroes. They're the ones that are <laughs> probably accomplishing even more difficult choreography, keeping up, spinning around Especially
5: those. Especially in Black Swan. It's amazing. It
2: really did, It creates a fantastic spectacle to see this, uh, it,
0: you know, the dancing uh, that with the control over the score and the, the way that they bring up the highs and lows and to put you on stage with the dancers. And sometimes you're kind of seeing what uh, Nina's character might be seeing, you know, feeling a sense of being on stage. And other times you're just like in her, her face, it creates like a tremendous sense of drama out of the ballet itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, even aside from the fact that, Oh, there she's going crazy and now she's got feathers.
2: Yeah. The, the way that they film those scenes, the, the framing is actually a little tighter than you're used to. It felt like at times where you're actually really close to Natalie Portman as she's spinning. And it's almost as if she's going to hit the camera with her arm as she swings around Mm -hmm. and it, it feels a lot more personal and uncomfortable because of how close you are to what's happening.
1: And how do they do all that stuff in the dance studios with the mirrors? Where are the cameramen? Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs>
2: Cameraman has no
1: reflection. Like what? It's just brilliant. We it's a got, lot of CG.
0: We got cam. We got computers nowadays. I
1: know, man. man. But I just even like I didn't even think about it. And then Tyler asked that question while we were watching the movie, and I just couldn't stop. Like every because there's so many mirrors used in that deliberately because she's a reflection of herself and like that cool part where she's getting fitted for a costume and she leans to the side and her reflection and starts pity. like moving independently like a really creepy version of peter pan's shadow and you're like what and but there's never a cameraman in the shot i'm like man this is technology's great
2: yeah I, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> cool i
1: remember yeah, walking yeah, out yeah. of
0: uh black swan and thinking like Wow, that was a really great horror movie. To me, it reminded me, we talked about this a ton on the podcast, but of uh, a time when horror movies could be very artistic and sophisticated, and no one said, oh, we should call it a thriller, because, you know, like no one calls Rosemary's Baby a thriller or The Exorcist no. a thriller. Those are horror movies, but they're extremely comparable to a movie like Black Swan in the sophistication of writing and tension and all that stuff. So uh, to watch it now. Uh, even tonight, I was just thinking, like, man, the horror elements are are present from the f- opening scene on throughout the movie, and there's these building threads of like not just uh, tension, but of outright horror. Like the you know the the first moment that we see Nina after the uh, dream sequence, and she's stretching in her living room. And they create the ongoing motif of like, uh, you you know, dissonant movements like there's a there's this figure that goes by in the foreground. And then a moment later, we see the mom pass by as if uh, one was the reflection and one was the real thing, but they didn't occur at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's something unsettling about it, but not entirely obvious. Uh, i don't know if everyone noticed that the eyes move on the painting the first time we see the painting it's super subtle uh and it it culminates my absolute favorite uh trick of fiction is when it absolutely spirals into madness in the final act like you know it starts like oh this is this is kind of weird this is getting weird and then it just goes absolutely insane and black swan does not pull any punches with the, no.
2: the insanity she st- and the she starts literally turning into a swan. Yeah. her yeah. legs bend the wrong way or oh that part's elongates. crazy the
1: part where all the paintings are crying is so like just the fact that the paintings exist at all weird. is so so creepy and you're like your mom Obsessive. is so weird yeah. and is probably going to cut you up and eat you <laughs> like it's so weird like your mom is such a freak and then, like, all of a sudden she goes in in those already creepy paintings and then looking at her and, like, saying, sweet girl, sweet girl, and crying. And you're, like, what is going on? This is
5: but terrifying. So, help me interpret the – because she is so – you can tell she's, like, wants to live through Nina, mm-hmm. like, her the own mom. career and stuff. Yeah. But then at the end, it kind of switches where she's, like, is not wanting – her to leave why do you think because she's going to like make a fool well, of herself she's,
0: she's projected sh- for her nina has become her her art for lack of a different way she gave up she had to give up her career to have nina It is implied that she became pregnant by accident
1: yes at 28 and presumably by sleeping with the director of her company right to get a part is my Interpretation. Yeah, but
0: so it was
5: near the end of her career she's anyway. She's
0: depicted right. she as something of uh, a shut in. They have a really strange. Uh, creepy relationship. She's, yeah. you, she never leaves
2: the house. She doesn't <laughs> want Nina to leave the house. It reminded me of the the Disney cartoon Tangled, Rapunzel locked
1: yeah. in the <laughs> tower. I thought about that mom and watching manipul- this as well. Yeah, the manipulative the mom. It's uh, like that mommy that dearest. Yeah.
2: yeah, like mommy it's dearest. But that song mm-hmm. they sing in Tangled, "Mother Knows Best." Yeah, and it's all just backwards manipulation mm-hmm. and just awful. That's what it felt like.
0: Yeah, so like Tangled, right? Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. So yeah. Like Tangled. But but what about? That yeah, why
5: does she not want to let her out at the end? If that's like what. Well, because part of it is
0: a vicarious, you know, like fantasy fulfillment that like I can't dance anymore, but you can. And that's cool. Um, And in her own twisted way, she cares deeply for her daughter.
1: I think I think that it's because she sees the fact that if Nina is successful, she'll lose control. Nina. (laughs) <laughs> yes I have an accent I'm yeah. not yeah. Or, <laughs> you, oh, you have an accent Yeah. or could Dang. she be
4: jealous of her and yeah I think it's, well, I think some succeed, of it's envy like, and some
2: of it's a lack I of control I think it's all of
1: that if she, yeah. she'll
4: she supersede her mother
1: absolutely yeah.
2: but that, I think that scene where she brought home the cake to celebrate the daughter getting the, the role you think that was sabotage and, and, uh, and then she was going to cut her a big piece and then mm-hmm. she said no and then she just started throwing it away and, and then Nina said no don't throw it away and she like she immediately gained back all the power yeah it's like that's what that relationship just dynamic that is horrible just the mom guilt yeah oh the and then power. like
1: making your grown daughter lick frosting off your finger <laughs> like, Get that, power out of here it's a power move yeah, yeah real power move that's, that's gross
0: that's really uh brilliant filmmaking that yeah. is something as subtle as that that's like we we understand that that's weird and unsettling it's not an overt thing like she doesn't say something creepy and hit her or something you know what I mean like there's this weird and we understand that there's an interplay of, of, of give and take of power in their relationship and that the image of this like grown woman feeding her grown daughter frosting is just like I don't like. I don't like <laughs> that. You know. Yeah. You know what I mean. That's yeah. like the mounting horror that the the film yeah. builds until you you know you you eventually get one on a rider stabbing herself in the face with a <laughs> nail file. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. all about yeah.
3: all this art. You know, people sacrificing for their art, but that mom needed to sacrifice something because she was a bad painter. <laughs> 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 you know, those portraits are
1: not great. And yeah,
4: their yeah. apartment. she might have, have
5: been
1: like a, a great dancer. Yeah, they were so why dark why and did it twisting. Look like that? I liked it. It made me think that it was kind of like. Like, labr- labyrinthian at points where you're it like, wait, I know the layout of this apartment, but all of a sudden I'm like, you're going down a corridor and I don't know where you're going to come out, even though I've seen you walk down this hallway before and it's so narrow and dark and maybe this is actually moving and
2: what's that dark about shape? the apartment the or the yeah. dance studio? I the just apartment. felt the, the apartment. Their apartment, their living room was a dance studio. She made it right. into it, which is right. Uh, but it just it just felt very outdated and matronly. Yeah. It was just mm-hmm. the mother's dungeon that she kept her daughter in. Yeah. I mean, right. just a
1: yeah. rent controlled apartment on the upper west side. Yeah, she
2: just that's how that's where her mother kept her daughter and mm-hmm. just always like rapunzel's Tower. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it made me uncomfortable when she was undressing uh oh, Nina after so the gross that cocktail party or right, what it was. That benefit. Yeah, and then she the, dragged her into the bathroom half naked and started cutting her fingernails with with scissors. scissors. Who cuts fingernails with scissors? We talked
1: about that a lot while we were watching it. Use clippers.
2: Yeah. I think that was what that was like one of the biggest things about this movie that made it so horrifying was those really in, in comparison to other horror movies, this small mm-hmm. pieces of gore, but like just upsetting everyone everyone flinches when you start peeling back your cuticle (gasps) or you start chopping the tips of your fingers off with scissors or
1: shoving your thumb into a meat slicer in the wrestler Mm. (laughs) that was (laughs) that i didn't like because we i saw when he's cutting the cutting the cheese (laughs) (laughs) when he's slicing that cheese all of us could tell what was going to happen And I don't know about you guys, but I thought he's going to get distracted by the guy that's yelling, saying, oh, you're Randy the Ram, you're Randy the Ram. And he's going to accidentally get his thumb. But instead, he just freaking loses it and just whams his thumb into the spinning blade and then just goes nutso and quits the supermarket. Wipes blood on his face. Yeah, I thought he was going to have an accident, not that he was going to on purpose just jab it up.
2: Yeah, so black Swan did really well to make you flinch on all those little things but you're right the wrestler did it too with like the staples in the in their backs oh yeah when those. he's
1: getting the like when he's getting that bit of glass and it does the flashback to the match what yeah. was that kind of wrestling
2: that was awful. I but don't like that that exists. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's wrestling with props. Yeah. Yeah, but that's thing. like there's right this trash. division called
3: ECW Extreme yes. Championship Wrestling yeah. where it was all that. It's like barbed wire and yeah, barbed ladders wire and,
2: stuff. and stuff. He's got
0: to work, man. Yeah, I see that, so but, but he's that's yeah. not
5: that wasn't his whole deal. No, no that was,
1: was just like a one-off. That's the more rest. He was doing like old-school stuff and like take a the school. gigs you get, man, so he
4: can
0: tip that stripper. Right, got to pay for those private Marissa Tomei dances. You know, it's, it's right. Both both movies are marked by standout performances that were really noteworthy and generated lots of conversation.
2: Right, Natalie Portman won an Oscar. Yeah, yeah, and
0: Natalie. Port- for me, this was the movie that Natalie Portman doesn't need my approval as a as a film goer, but. Personally it was very hard for me to get garden state out of my head <laughs> as one of the worst <laughs> things I've ever sat through in my yeah, God given life. Garbage State. With her totally flinching and spazzing around the bedroom. Yeah. That oh, it's bedroom. Terrible. Yeah, her top, top I top guess five. I should I should hand it to her because it was a very uh, convincing performance. I, I kept thinking, Oh, I know that person and God, I can't stand that person. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh, I couldn't, I could not get that out of my head, and it made me uh, dislike. But wait, Abby, films do you like Garden State? I
4: love Garden State. Bethany,
2: you probably like it. I haven't seen it. Oh, I would
4: love
1: to hey, see. Hey, let her me tell you, vision. Natalie Portman's first cinematic role, Leon the Professional. She is amazing. Okay, well,
0: listen, <laughs> Josh, let me finish your, your sorry. Thing. <laughs> yeah, I had Garden State on my mind. And I Didn't like it. Then I saw this movie, and I was so captivated by her performance, so utterly convinced by this uh, character that she creates with body language and with her, like, fragility that she kind of... tone
5: of voice even. She never speaks, like...
0: Yeah, it was, to me, wholly convincing. And I realize this, I don't mean to sound like I'm objectifying her in some way, but the way that she looks has a certain aesthetic the movie it itself right. she she looks like some kind of fragile dancer and the way that i don't know her like bone structure so, so certain shots the way they frame like horrifying images of her with the feather pinched between her thumb and forefinger and she's got the sclera contact lenses so that her eyes are now completely red but she's like this you know like she's a, a beautiful person so it's like this combination of like horrifying but on someone that's very pretty That creates like that's kind of the aesthetic of the entire movie. It's so perfect that it would be on this person. I thought she just was great. She worked. She worked really well. Mickey Rourke did the same thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's a very beautiful person (laughs) doing very gross
2: things. Natalie Portman did really well to transform her character as the movie progressed. Yeah, it was great. Yeah,
0: Mickey Mickey Rourke. This was like his
2: Iron Man. This is resurrect his career as a. As a legitimate... Yeah, right. End. And just like Tony Stark, he got a giant cut right in his chest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, just, just like, like Tony Stark. <laughs> he had problem with his heart, just right. like yeah. Tony Stark. <laughs> so yeah.
0: when, do you, did you guys feel as though... Because part of the Black Swan thing is like people who didn't care anything about ballet, maybe not even adverse to it, but just don't even know anything. I, I felt like I had developed an appreciation for the art and craft of ballet watching this movie. And the wrestler, it seems like it's meant—it's poised to do something similar. If not, make you be like, wow, wrestling's awesome. To make you be like, man, people live and breathe and sacrifice for their art, even in ways that I wouldn't ordinarily think yeah, of. Yeah, like, I feel like
3: both of these things, uh, and this is just great filmmaking, but they, they grounded it so well. Like when she's cutting her shoes up and eating the grapefruit for breakfast and stretching and stuff, you feel like you're really just watching how this person would go about their day. And the same thing with the ram you know you would just watch him wake up in his trailer and like wrap up and stuff you're like oh okay i, I really feel like this these are very real people you know and it just felt so real that you like, love it yeah you you
0: connected with them so well because of that yeah they both are so similar in the way that they depict like the lifestyle that orbits the yeah. craft
2: I had, I had a hard time watching robin randy the ram wander around his just difficult, ugly life.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I, felt, I felt bad for him. Yeah. yeah. Which is uh,
2: the whole point, but it just, it was I, f- I feel like I've known guys like that, met guys like that. It's just, it's...
5: And the worst part when he's on his bender and then misses his
2: yeah. th- dinner
1: date with, with his, daughter.
5: With
2: his yeah. daughter. Yeah. Right.
5: And that never gets resolved.
0: Yeah, she's... She doesn't describe him inaccurately. She says he's an f up or or whatever. It seems yeah. like Which, yeah. he has been he he only has one thing in the world that he knows and one thing that he's been able to find any sort of purpose in. And yeah. a- every time he attempts to be an upstanding citizen or human, he seems to fail miserably. So of course he gravitates to that one. I outlet. thought
1: the the contrast between him and Marissa Tomei was interesting because she was she was saying you think I'm this person, this stripper, but actually my real life is I'm a mom and I have this life out here and that is just something that I do to pay bills. And at the end, she basically offered that to him and said, come have this real life with me that isn't just performing because I'm kind of getting older and my performances are washed up and that's kind of where you find yourself. So come and have this real life with me. And instead he said, no, actually my... Reality and the fullness of who I am is when I'm performing. And he gave that really heartfelt speech at the end before. About how the crowd is his family. Yeah, how you are the ones that tell me when to stop because you're my family. Yeah, they
0: they run a really deliberate parallel to them. They even both have moments where uh, Robin uh, gets in his van and says, "Robin, I'm Randy. I'm Randy." <laughs> like he says it out loud to speak it over his person. Uh. And there's a moment when. Uh, this you know stripper woman Cassidy is walking out for the last time, having left the job behind for good, and she just randomly says, "Pam."
2: Well, yeah, they're shouting her name, Cassandra, Cassandra, right. Cassidy, yeah. Cassidy. <laughs> Cassidy, yeah, yeah, so,
0: And those moments are like a mirror. He's rejecting his you know normal real world self because he wants he wants to be Randy. She's rejecting her fantasy world self because she wants to be the real person.
2: Yeah, I thought the that there was a moment where they were making those two uh storylines um s- run parallel like they that, like they were is when uh we all knew from the beginning of the film that they were both aging out of the professions that they had that their that their time had come and gone in that lifestyle
3: yeah we're introduced to both characters telling us that they've been aged right
2: right yeah he's he's old and he's he's just he's competing in these terrible matches and he's sitting in a school classroom right yeah yeah yeah. and she's uh she's in a a vip room with a bunch of young guys who are saying they don't want to see her dance because she's too old and so you you we know right away they shouldn't be doing this anymore. They need to find something else. But it takes them a long time to realize it. And he's sitting in that room trying to hand out autographs and he's scanning the room with all the rest of these guys in there. One's got a colostomy bag around his ankle. The other one's in a wheelchair. One's got a cane. One's, one's asleep, just asleep next asleep, to him, <laughs> maybe dead. We don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, and there's nobody there getting autographs from them. And he, 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 you realize he sees the gravity of that situation. And then they cut to her, and she's having the same, the same thing in the same moment. She's scanning the horizon, realizing she's, she's old. She's too old.
3: Yeah, but what about the ending?
2: Right, he he, cho- <laughs> he chose art.
3: Yeah, but what do you think? You think he died, or do you think he just landed the ramp? I think the movie the is
0: communicate to wrap up the ending and that parallel between pam and robin and randy and cassidy uh I, d- I think the movie is presenting uh pam's take on her own profession as accurate she doesn't understand what she's doing to be art and the movie's saying it isn't mm-hmm. um, and i think that the movie is arguing that randy understands what he's doing to be art and the movie's saying it is i agree uh, so they they they're both coming to the same realizations, but they're coming to them in different worlds. Because of course right. she doesn't want to be a stripper anymore. C- strip stripping is an art. Uh, but he's oh saying, "Oh, you just got some people mad." At you. He's saying, "I I stand behind my statement." <laughs> he's yeah. saying, "I uh, but you don't understand. This isn't just like what I did to pay the bills. This isn't just like this thing that I need to grow up and move out of. This is the only thing I've ever known." You know, he had they have that moment backstage before he goes out and say like out there I'm a mess up but up here I'm, I'm a somebody and then uh, and then what happens he dies I guess yeah because. I think
1: he dies I mean he was f- right. like fully having a heart attack while so he was fighting so let's ball.
2: let's let's hash this out what do the endings mean they Be- both I want to d- hear Bethany's oh. first
4: um she's tapping
2: her feet a lot what she's coming mean coming to a conclusion yeah uh,
4: <laughs> when
2: Natalie Portman falls down yeah, and like she's bleeding does she out die? yeah does she die yeah, Fades I think
4: I'm with you with the fade to white thing. It probably means that she doesn't totally die. We don't have like a clear answer, but I do think she was ready to die, and I think that she was going out there. So I totally think she could be dead, but well, I also think she could be I don't know. Well,
2: the the story of Swan Lake is as they describe mm-hmm. it in the movie is mm-hmm. that it's about this princess and an evil twin and this identity crisis, and then it ends with the swan, the white yeah. swan, killing herself. Yeah. Is that what she did? She fully embodied this character and killed herself.
4: If I was like thinking, if I was thinking it was like a show, like a Broadway show or something, then yes. If if I wasn't thinking in the movie world where they're gonna try to, they could try to make another one, then <laughs> I would say yes. <laughs> do you or think
2: that it's open ended for a sequel? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think
4: like, or if they want to build off it, but yeah, I think they're both dead. I mean, if I was like, if it was a good complete story to me, I think they're dead.
2: So you think the ram jumped off of the ropes and as he's soaring through the air, he. Finally collides with yeah. the, Maybe the, they didn't die in the the ayatollah. In the ayatollah. <laughs>
4: yeah, I've, I think they they, they all conscious. They both made a conscious we right. saw it decision.
3: He looked up for her as if saying, "Is there one reason to not do yeah. this?" And then he didn't see her, so he right. went through right. with it. He was it, like, that. "It
4: confirmed everything yeah. that he had just right. said." Yeah, and she didn't stick around because I was thinking, if that would have been me, I would have gone down there into the into the ring, and been like, "No." Adrian, But she didn't do that. That's right. So, like, she didn't go all the way, you know, Speaking to Speaking
1: of which, the cinematographer for this movie is the same one as for Creed. Oh, well, he did a great job. makes sense.
2: Look at that. Okay, so they're both dead. Both dead. Yeah, I, I agree, Bethany. Thanks for the optimism, Bethany. Hey,
0: Bethany, do you think that the movie is, is intends for us to applaud their sacrifice or to just behold it or does Mm -hmm. it seem like it's giving you any kind of uh, agenda either way or is it just like here it is
4: i think we're at the very minimum supposed to appreciate it appreciate the journey that an artist goes on to embody the art that they feel like they're to create so i do think we are called to be like that was sacrificial and there, there was meaning in it even if it seems ludicrous to us which both those do it's like why would you do that or whatever? But that's the mystery of being an artist and creating something. So yeah, I think we're at least supposed to appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I was thinking while we were watching them tonight, that was, it was interesting that, you know, we talked on the show about, oh, you know, art's about evoking an emotional response and performers create something that in theory could have some sort of lifetime resonance with another person. If it's like, Mm -hmm. I saw them dance in New York or, you know, I saw a performance in a movie from Natalie Portman. And we, we have these actors who go nuts for the sake of a role, the Daniel Day-Lewis's of the world or Heath Ledger's or whatever, who famously, you know, embody a role so deeply. And they create something that's going to resonate with millions of people for decades and decades and decades. Does it mean that it's good that people have like uh, hope it's good made themselves go nuts I bet they hope it's good <laughs> Well I mean like <laughs> is the fact that they've given themselves over and sacrificed put them their minds into the head of some oil rig guy for years and you know or whatever uh-huh. for the sake of a role is that healthy or wise Pro- probably not Probably not But in the end mm-hmm. we end up celebrating and appreciating the outcome Without necessarily condoning the means, because we're like, well, it is beautiful the thing that we that we get to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, even something as it sounds silly to say this, but as you know, uh, I don't know exactly what happened to the guy, but Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker is allegedly had some contributive effect to his mental decline or wh- whatever was going on in his life. Uh, and no one's ever going to forget that that'll that role in a movie will be f- remembered forever, and people will be inspired and provoked by it. So That's wish true. that it didn't go down that way and yet here it is much like Randy the Ram and I just wonder Jane. if
1: if we as a we have, as a society have kind of said that the the higher the personal cost to the artist the more authentic and therefore
2: more worth paying attention to the art is Right just like David Blaine when he suspends himself in a glass cube up in the sky yeah. Here that's what you mean we paid attention <laughs> yeah. to that when he's burying himself in a coffin we all know about how I he gave it was it in minutes.
1: that giant fish bottle he was in I that block of ice minutes. he stood on that big <laughs> pole we know about Is that
4: wrong I don't know that I
1: to do those things
4: that I would say that it's wrong that the sacrifice that we, we do say great sacrifice usually produces an incredible yeah result I think so. I think so. So I don't know that
1: cuz if w- but well I think
0: th- the th- movies are mm-hmm. are both suggesting that that that's true and we can most people would agree or a lot of people would agree with that. But often the great sacrifice that produces uh you know beauty or something lasting or significant comes at uh more than more an ongoing personal expense to the s- to the one sacrificing in a way that is not healthy. It's, you know, it's like... Uh, right. It's probably not good that you're stabbing yourself with a piece of broken
2: glass in yeah. your dressing
4: room. But no. that's a lot... That a lot of that's self-motivated. That's, that's the... Well, that was just
2: kind of her breakdown. It was... She She met her her tipping point, and she started falling apart. Yeah. No stabbing yourself in the
0: dressing room, no standing ovation with the roses. Do people just have those roses ready? Yes. You guys know about ballet. They, they bring, sell bring mm-hmm. yeah, they, they sell in them. In and the the so you get some... And you're just waiting in case they're awesome, and if they're yeah. not awesome, no, you take the roses like home. it's
4: always like the family and stuff. You usually uh. have a bouquet for your whoever, it, yeah. and, in and the they company. throw it. They throw them. I've it never, I don't know if I've, I've ever experienced seen Normally,
1: the the bouquet gets bought out by a member of the chorus, like to say well done on your performance. But the roses from the audience, like if you get a standing o, then you get roses thrown on the stage.
3: Uh, you, you've become I've quite never an
1: seen expert. On a on stage. I I didn't do ballet, but I went to the theater a lot. Now, is it weird that, that in, yeah. in
2: Black Swan they're throwing flowers on stage and it's not even the final act? Right, just for the just for the second she had act. She just done
0: something so incredible. Right, they
2: said,
4: it, "I can't wait. I gotta throw this flower around." <laughs> take it. It's not that weird if it was intermission. If they were, right? Men. I mean, it it would be shocking because it's not normal. But I don't think that would be. I super think they rare. gotta get
2: someone out there to sweep the flowers up. Yeah, yeah. They well, got, yeah. They yeah got I mean, they gotta change. They had to change the whole set anyway. They went that from
1: the that weird featherman's castle to the featherman to the to the yeah. cliff.
0: The way that they uh, depict that scene in the movie is brilliant because we, as the most laymen n- not familiar with the ballet, don't understand how we are to be moved by the ballet. Like you have to sit with people that love the ballet and you hear them like weeping and stuff, and you're like, oh, was that something? You know? <laughs> right. uh, but so the movie forces you to by like depicting an actual transformation. And escalating the power of the music and everything so that you go, oh, I get it. This is meant to be like, this is what the if the ballet enthusiast
2: uh-huh. understands and oh, sees. Oh, she has wings now, so she must be really good And that good is at one dancing. of the best
5: parts of the actual ballet.
1: When people is turn the black into about The black
2: swan
5: That like music, dance. that part. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, it's amazing.
0: Uh, and in the same way, you know, Randy the Ram standing outside when he's got like Quiet Riot or Twisted Sister
2: or whatever... Uh he's
0: glam, he rat he chooses he to loves rat.
2: play that's with two Ts. I yeah, love I mean, the
0: motif of him It's cool jams like the cameraman walking behind him as the rest, as a wrestler does to go out on stage constantly throughout the movie whereas it was like into the trailer park or back out of his dressing room or yeah. even work. into the deli for the first yeah. time. Yeah.
1: I <laughs> love that like crowd sound that they had as he's going into the deli. And then the moment he actually parts the plastic curtain, it just cuts out because you're like, man, that's you're, not that's your not dream just world. freaking died. Yeah.
5: But yeah, part of me thinks that that's like he is making the wrong choice, even though he thinks it's the right choice to work. the deli. He, no, to not. Oh. Choose a career or something that he, because he excelled. He was like really sweet, and all the people loved him. And then they were coming back, and
0: he's just having a good day. And all you, all it takes is one old lady complaining about how much German potato salad she has. yeah, geez,
1: lady. True. Yeah, that would drive me nuts. Dri- try. Why did he keep walking away to the far away scale? There was a scale right above the German potato salad. Just go up and down do like that. Why do you got to go all the way over to the other end procedure. of the counter? You
3: don't know how this works, man. <laughs> so
1: no, I've never worked at Deli. Didn't I don't know how or it works. One or the other? At
0: the end of the day, Ooh, shoot. movies are, I think, you know, it's obvious enough that they're tremendously similar stylistically in their approach, even the way the narratives unfold and the thematically they're terribly similar. Um, if you have to choose one as both, just your personal preference in a movie... Uh, and choose one as like a, you know, comprehensive act of filmmaking. Which do you favor over the other, Patrick? Save or kill Black Swan or the Wrestler?
3: <laughs> That's really hard. Uh, uh, I would save f- Black Swan. I think. Is there a reason? I, I I guess I like it better <laughs> at this <laughs> moment. But I really like the Ram, you know, but Ram Jam. Uh, the, I like the horror elements better in Black Swan. So that would that would give it the edge. Matt?
1: Yeah, I would save Black Swan. Some of that's probably because I've just had more time with it. I've only saw The Wrestler Tonight for the first time. So maybe if I watch them both again at a later date, it might change. But I think the same as Patrick, I really enjoy. I think it's a fantastic, really high end horror movie. And I really appreciate that that is out there and is something that I get to see again and again.
0: Bethany, you have fresh eyes.
4: Mm-hmm. Both
0: movies for the first time.
4: Yeah, I'd say Black Swan, and typical. Yeah, typical. Yeah. Just that's it. I just think I think it's just a beautiful. It was just overall, just to me, more beautiful and not even visually or just because this. I just think there was so many at least I c- was attentive to different aspects of the story that connected me and it was meaningful and just everything was thought of from visually just the camera stuff all the way to the story. and
2: Camera stuff and story.
1: Yeah.
4: I don't know what the terms are. No, that's
1: it. <laughs> no, those are the terms. Yeah. You got it.
0: Tyler, since you can do so
2: much better. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, yeah,
4: sure. Go for it.
2: i I really liked the wrestler i i thought it was a lot more relatable and and realistic like that scene where he's he's picking out clothes to gift to his daughter who he has doesn't know doesn't know what she likes but he keeps (laughs) coming back to that coat because there's an s on it it's like we all like that's that's a dad move you know and that scene where it's all yeah I mean I'm never buying my kids stuff with O and E on and all those wrestlers uh, at the at the beginning sitting around in that room preparing for their fights like I totally believe that there's a room somewhere out in the world where these guys are getting together planning their fights before they all go out and wrestle in front of a dozen people
0: yeah it feels really authentic
2: yeah it feels really uncomfortable and authentic and uh, and sad. <laughs> <laughs> like well, it's, hey, a sad feel, it's a sad. It's a sad movie. Feel too sorry for him. It's a sad movie, and so I, I really have a lot of respect for what he was, for what he was able to capture, with the wrestler. But I would save Black Swan because when the these this theme that each movie is addressing, I think Black Swan does it better.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, if I had to guess, I'd say I know how this one's going to go. But Abby
5: black swan i love black swan
0: you have to say what which one you're saving. i'm
5: saving black swan Mm -hmm. although um i do agree with tyler the wrestler is more realistic black swan is very uh over uh, the top over the top and just like uh i don't i can't think of the word it's like in your head what do you call it psychological sure uh
0: it's appropriate word
5: black swan is to me prettier has a better story better um elements of the story like the horror elements and stuff like that and just ballet ballet will always win over wrestling
1: <laughs> not in, <laughs> a in the a world in a or fist in your fight. <laughs> mind <laughs> <laughs> then wrestling would win over those tiny little I skinny ballet dancers well it's a sad Donny. night
0: in here for the wrestler because i'd say black swan too but not because i have any problem at all with uh the wrestler uh was impacted by it heavily the first time I saw it and was enjoying it in the night. But something about the I, if if someone's selling it to you on paper and they're or to me personally anyway and they're like, hey, I got this movie. It's about a washed up wrestler from the '80s trying to like, you know, find his place in the world and struggle. And I'd be like, oh, that sounds interesting. Who directed Aronofsky? Oh, that sounds yeah, I'll totally watch that. But then if someone said, yeah, I made this, like, psychological horror movie about, like, a ballet dancer's descent into madness and psychosis, stop. Go ahead and put that in. I'm ready to watch that one right now. That sounds right up my I'm so sorry
5: i bet um mike he watched the wrestler with us i bet he would have picked the wrestler yeah he would mike so we're just gonna throw wrestler. mike in L- let this be a
0: lesson to mike to stick around for the podcast yeah, the wrestler, yeah, so we don't we got, speak for him i just got like the ram jam imagine mike standing up on the turnbuckle and deliver the final ram jam to Black thanks for listening to u8 movies do you think of yourself as more of a wrestler or a, a ballerina uh, both literally and figuratively speaking, please speak up and let us know by leaving a comment on this episode at youhatemovies.com. While you're there, subscribe to the podcast and check out nearly a hundred other episodes of this thing. And, and really, it's getting closer and closer to this being your last chance to get a t shirt. You may think that I'm lying to generate interest, but it's really, they're really almost gone. Yeah, I guess you'll just have to take my word on it.